Hey everybody, Michael Swaim here, and I'm doing it. I'm calling you to action. I am sincerely asking that if you're able, you'll check us out over at patreon.com smallbeans, where if you upgrade to being a $5 a month or more patron, you get access to twice as many pods like Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys, Director Peace Theater, and One-Upsmanship, and even more great stuff. So hey, come on in. The water's beans. Patreon.com smallbeans. everyone, welcome to another Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames. I'm Michael Swaim. I'm Abe Epperson. Proving that he can also roll his R's. Jen can't roll their R's. I'm always ashamed for people who can't roll their R's. Hopefully our guests will be able to as well. Um, But before ushering him in, I want to say it's a very special day because we have no one to thank. Uh, frame rate. <laughs> we often have the uh, shout out, very big potato, but not thank you, just shout out. Um, there's a slot over at patreon.com slash small beans that we love it when people hit up. It's called Pick the Flick uh, because it helps keep the lights on. But it's also nice when someone doesn't fill the slot as they didn't recently because it's the rare occasion where we get to do one of the movies from our big list that we've wanted to do since the show began. And I, I added this one. I'm almost positive. Um, because kids in the hall are like a guiding light comedians for me. And this, of course, is their famously ill-fated feature, Brain Candy, that bombed and, you know, partially led to the dormancy of the group. Even though I think it's... Anyway. All right. So welcome, Ryan (laughs) Beekwin. Hello. Let's get our guest in here. Yeah. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Hey, bud. Of course. Well, I know we had the pre taping like catch up is we like to do plugs at the top now is there anything you want to plug or anything you want your folks to have on their radar or is it all not you said it was announced yeah yeah no i'm working on the among us tv show yeah so watch it Uh, when it comes out so yes yeah he may betray us at some point in the middle of the podcast (laughs) and we'll have to shoot him out the airlock um Mm -hmm. so we'll just kick the conversation off because like i could just do an hour i could riff but i'm gonna not let myself do that and ask what we usually ask you were faced with a giant wall of movies and you chose this one ryan how come had you seen it before what's your relationship with this movie oh my goodness well Actually, I have very little uh, uh, connection to this movie specifically, but uh, I'm Canadian. I grew up uh, watching Kids in the Hall at two in the morning. Uh, I've always been a night owl and had insomnia. And uh, when I was way too young to be watching Kids in the Hall, I would sit there and watch it and not understand it, but really love it. (laughs) So uh, I have like this deep affinity for them as a group. Um, I love... uh, yeah, I think it's called. Oh, I'm blanking a little bit. I think it's called the other guy or the wrong guy. The wrong, the guy, wrong yeah. guy. The wrong guy. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, maybe the the most successful comedy movie to ever exist in terms of it staying funny through the entire movie. And that uh, famously stars Dave Foley. I think that also bombed, but it did. And uh, I know a lot of top shelf comedians and writers who think that have said that or said it's the most underrated comedy of all time, etc. Quite I, good. I didn't know, like I, I had seen it uh, working a night shift one time and uh, I didn't think much of it. And then I got to go to a screening of it just recently that Dave Foley was at. And uh, it, it it's, I think it's like my favorite comedic film. Anyway, different movie, wow. but involving one of the kids in the He's hall in characters. It. Um, He's just a yeah. guy. He plays just a guy. He, yeah, he does. He, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, I, I do remember as a kid being in like the VH, a VHS store and seeing Brain Candy on the shelves, but being too young to rent it myself. And I knew it was not going to be like in my wheelhouse at that age. I don't think I would have quite known what I was watching at the time, but I've always been interested in watching it. And so this was the perfect opportunity to catch up on something that I'd always kind of like it had been on the back burner for me. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think for people 
like me who are contrarian and like second choice second brand choice which again is just a tool of capitalism anyway but like you know i like i like pepsi over coke i like sega genesis over nintendo uh, i do i there are headlines around the time kids in the hall were active i love like uh the grunge comedians the punk comedians mm-hmm. they were like the alternative brand snl yeah and of course mark mckinney then went to snl and is a huge sellout and abandoned the fans <laughs> Um, but, um, but no, I loved it. I remember coveting the idea of wanting to see Brain Candy so bad, finally tracking it down. Because, yeah, at the time, of course, like, you needed an actual VHS of it or something to watch it. And yeah. being not disappointed at all. I love this movie. I think it's great and we'll go into why. But I want to give Abe a shot. What's your Kids in the Hall deal, Abe? I know, well, but I tell mean, the listeners. I came up with Kids in the Hall as well. Um, I was a little... I was a little less alt comedy. I wasn't into like comedy early on, so I didn't watch a ton of it. But we had like the tapes of the show, uh, and I watched this at some point in my childhood. I can't recall. I mean, that's exactly as alt when. as you can be. I don't even like yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, and it's uh, to me, uh, no, no matter what, if we're talking show, we're talking uh, the, this movie. Uh, Bruce McCullough is the guy for me. He steals the show every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was, even though he's the weirdest of the kids right. in the hall, <laughs> he and like he has like Cabbage Head and all these like terrible sketches that are just way too, uh, all, you know, famously the short film about the sausage factory. Yeah, yeah, but his just pure line delivery and just like his yeah. characters are just the funniest thing yeah, yeah. ever and yeah. very seminal in terms everybody of like has one the comedy I, I feel funny. that way about Kevin mcdonald everything he says is funny because he's <laughs> yeah. right it's like yeah. a crazy human yeah. being like put together yeah. at random i just at Sketchfest this year saw bruce and his friend kevin which is a two-man show with bruce and kevin and it was still, <laughs> they're still so sharp um bruce did a monologue about a racer head that's so fucking weird <laughs> um, so weird yeah so i think that's what I one of the things I want to draw attention to is this shows through in the show and so much in the movie. And I think it's super unique to them. When I watch SNL, um, sometimes with the digital shorts, like I know Lonely Island wrote them or whatever. But with this more than anything, I've never had a sketch troupe that feels more like a band where you're like, John yeah. wrote that Beatles song. Paul wrote that right. Beatles song. You're like... Bruce did that sketch. Dave wrote that sketch. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you can actually like a boy band (laughs) develop a favorite, a favorite comedic sensibility. Like Mark McKinney's maybe objectively the most flexible actor, but he's the most corporate. (laughs) You know what I mean? In a way. (laughs) And then like, like they each have their thing. Who's the bad boy? Kevin McDonald has no range, but he's like a crazy Muppet. Dave (laughs) Foley is like the cute boy. Who gets the yeah, most he's attention, the cute, which they nice bag on so hard in he the two man show though. I saw. Yeah. To, to be fair, he, yeah. he's a cutie. And he's a cutie he's, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Still, the show made it seem like prime that it was time. really true. And he got the most attention and got laid the most. And they do resent him. <laughs> yeah. Very clearly. <laughs> like fr- yeah. in a friendly way, they all resent him for it. Because he looked the <laughs> yeah. most like a movie star. I, that's right. Of all of them. And he plays like nice characters that are likable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not in the movie. And and during the filming of the movie, I think they they genuinely resented him, is my understanding. So there's also that. I think. Oh, dude, this show I saw because they're old men now. They totally also dish a bunch of gossip about how like they like a lot of comedians. They went through severe alcohol issues where they truly got to dark places, and like <laughs> many of them, several of them now are trapped in that thing, thanks to Canadian law, where. They got locked in at a child support or alimony rate while right. Kids yes. in the Hall was big, and now it's small, and they can never return the home, Fraser. or they'll be yeah. arrested. Yeah. And well, speaking of which, or they'll be fined or something. Cameo. Brandon yeah. Fraser in this movie. Never I was good at one scene. Yeah, hmm. that was crazy. He's there for like thirty seconds. Especially like in a the show where they play part. everyone. Like, it's rare that there's a different person playing someone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That caught me so off guard. I, I don't know yeah. how he was connected to this. I, I have no clue how, how they got I him mean, in there. Canadians, he did a good job, man. though. He's in the sketch that's, uh, I think, know. such. it's almost so, people who don't know, Ryan created an incredible webcomic called Three Word Phrase, <laughs> and 
the uh, that reminded me of one because it's so short and sweet. Mm. It's just that they're <laughs> studying the brain candy pill. If you haven't seen it, they invent a pill that makes you super happy, but it leads to a comatose state, and then they got to fight to you know get it reversed. That's the whole plot. It's just a bunch of sketches strung together. But uh, Brennan Fraser's in the placebo group and they're trying to convince him he's not, but he has like horrible acne. <laughs> he's like, it tastes <laughs> like strange. sugar. My face is telling me that it's sugar. No, no. <laughs> Good premise. Good premise for short yeah. sketch. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of linking them all together, that was the other thing that they don't do in the show at all that in the movie I had forgotten they do. They do the Mr. Show thing. And this is like the year that Mr. Show also premiered. And I remember watching Mr. Show, and if people aren't familiar, being so blown away because their signature thing was all their sketches are linked. Like one sketch will end and the shot yeah. will transition. Yeah. Brain Candy fucking does that exact thing all the way through. It's like really It's a real ambitious. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say how successfully they do that is, ah, is in okay, question. Let's get maybe. Into it. Yeah. I mean, I no, no. Yeah. I, I don't even. Ah, it's. I. The movie finished. And I thought, that, okay, <laughs> that was good, I think. And I there's stuff that I enjoyed, right? Like, I, I had a good time watching this movie, especially as a fan of Kids in the Hall. Uh, mm -hmm. But is it a good movie is the question I have in my head. I, I think <sighs> I enjoyed it, but I have a million reasons to enjoy it besides whether it is a successful, like, like film. Yeah. Uh, and I am curious to know if you guys think that, you know, all things being told, is it is it a successful movie? <clears throat> I'm in the same boat with you. There's a lot of memorable. I am not in that boat. I've jumped into the water. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, like because there is some memorable scenes. There's very memorable jokes. But I kind of two things. One, I kind of wish it was funnier. I think that they have in terms of hit and miss ratio. I think that Kids in the Hall is usually at a higher caliber than this. Mm -hmm. And I think that the I, while the satire is there and there's a lot going for it, um, for the most part, the the story is just throwaway. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wondering. <sighs> Because I, I, I had never seen it, and I was watching it, and I was thinking, as soon as it, it came out, it, like it's, they started unfolding the story, I was like, okay, will they try to have an actual message? Are they saying something right. particularly true or honest here? And by the end of the movie, it's like, it, it the message is just, uh, like, McDonald says it in, like, two lines, and yeah. and yeah, yeah. It, it wraps up, like, like exactly how i assumed it would and a part of me was kind of just like i i almost wish they went darker i wish they'd stayed a little more cynical or like they ah uh, i don't know they it, threw it, it away more i i think i'm with you just because it's like to me if you're going to set up a story that has like nuances and has like characters who are like you know there's the whole like romance with uh dr chris cooper mm -hmm. and bruce mccullough um, like there's you have all these nuance of story that are going on, but then on you're kind of fighting two masters because it's kids in the hall. Also, right. everything's just a bit, you know, yeah. and it's immediately disposable. So when I think of like a good uh, kids in the hall movie, I guess I either think, well, you do the story. And it's like a fun little story and you do service to that. Or you say, yeah. fuck it all, let's be punk. Yeah. This is kind of a weird mix where I'm like, how much should I care? Am I supposed to care? I don't know why we're following this guy if nothing matters. <laughs> I felt um, similarly, yeah. Uh, but yeah. still, it's still pretty good. You know, yes. like it still lands most of its attempts. It's just, you know, yeah. if I had to lob any criticism at the movie, it'd be that. Yeah, I think if if nothing else, it's it, it's it's its own thing for sure. I can't think of another film, comedic film that I've seen that feels like this movie, uh, and and it does feel like Kids in the Hall. Like I I do think it successfully feels like that group, although it is crazy how little totally. Dave Foley is in it. Um, right. Because uh, he was on news radio at the time. He right? was. So they had he to had sue him. The band. They had to sue him to be in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I read that. A great, uh, mom and dad are fighting. I love yeah, that when that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of, you can kind of feel some of that tension, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah. Still uh, brings it though. 
They yeah. fully always brings it. Michael, are you going to jump in and say that you loved it and were stupid? Or for are you crying? Yeah, if right I may, now. but I'm waiting for you. No, know, no, please, an please. Uh, okay, yeah, I couldn't disagree more at all. I feel like you guys <laughs> brought like some funky energy to it or something. <laughs> I laughed out loud continuously. So did my mom who watched it with me. Uh, by the time we're done, I will quote some of the best jokes, and I think they're mm-hmm. fucking killer. Oh, yeah, uh, I feel like Abe's, I'm like, Abe, you don't understand a fully disposable world. We did sketches together for a decade. Uh, <laughs> like, one of my favorite comedy movies is Freaked, or like we talk about, of course, like Airplane. Yeah, you're not supposed to care. It's a sketch movie. Uh, I think they did exactly what you said. A simple three-beat plot that is incredibly insightful and has a vital message about the medium, which is that uh, one day these drug companies that are totally corporatized will just invent a drug that just makes you feel happy and you have no reason to live and you just sit there. I think that's probably true, and it's something that I think about a lot. It reminds me to, of things like what comes after postmodernism, what is the end state of art and media, like what is the goal. It reminds me of the Futurama episode where they go to the old folks' home. It reminds me of Severance. It reminds me of the Vonnegut <laughs> book where they create the Howard Johnson suicide machine. Welcome to the monkey house. Like, I think it's, I just thought, I still, I was shocked how well it held up. I thought it was awesome. Okay, um, well, I, I think it feels disjointed and frenetic structurally because it's a bunch of sketches put together but all i need as great sketches have is the one two three the one two three is they invent i said it they invent the happy drug oh no it turns out it's bad we got to stop the happy drug because life isn't about being happy all the time what a poignant message for a comedy sketch film to deliver life isn't about always being happy how is that not a nuanced insight for a sketch comedy movie we just covered monty python on the holy grail they don't have anything to say at that level. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, okay. I'm not arguing that it doesn't. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, uh, one thing I would point out, you just said it reminds you of 10 different things. And mm. I would say that, yes, it is ultimately an insightful concept, but it's also one that didn't surprise me at all. Like, it was exactly the 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 outcome and the message of the movie, even, even as a movie that is, like, as you said, like, pretty disposable, was exactly what I assumed it would be and, and didn't... I guess it, it felt like something I had right, seen... Right, but I'm not watching Airplane going, like, but what does it mean? What is no, this arc? I, I just, like, the movie's not even asking you to yeah, do that. Yeah, because Airplane... I think it I, is I think a little it, bit. I think I it does. It spends some time They're in with wigs the characters and shit. making it's five you... guys just being. Z- it's, I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, like, I get. I. I see. I think Airplane is even more disposable. If you put those two movies together, uh, Air- Airplane, it's like nothing matters, and it's a new person every. I mean, Freak is my favorite. Love mix. Freak is a that, great example. I think Freak nails Freaked the some ratio right. even better. Yeah. Uh, Brain candy, it's not a bad ratio. Like I said, it's just the structure's all of, over the place. Like I'll give you that for sure. I think in a yeah. way that the poignancy, kind of like what you're alluding to, the fact that it's actually kind of a grander message, uh, because it, they're like working in that medium, you know, trying to bring people like entertainment and what is well, that? Well, it's a commentary on we're comedians. Our goal is yeah. to make you as happy as possible. What's the end state of that? Like that's an interesting that that, exploration. I think because yeah. it's so interesting, it almost warrants me as the viewer to be like, okay, so we're going to like dip into that a little bit more or like, how is that going to take place in the story? How is that involved? And it's not what I expected. <laughs> like, no, here's a chicken lady or whatever. No, it's just it's, random yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> just great. Like, I mean, honestly, the best stuff is the throwaway lines between like before and after scenes. Like, you know, yeah. like, those are the, those are the best how stuff. How could you cheat on me with my best friend and then tell me about it? Of course I told you, baby, but don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> something's in my eye. Yes, oh, my God. Eye. That's the bird. thing. This movie has 900 hilarious gags yeah. in it. I, yeah. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. Okay, I laughed at this movie. I thought it was funny as yeah. hell. I, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I thought it was I, very, very funny. I'm just saying as a, as a, a structured film... I think yes. that it, it's it's um it's on shaky you know scaffolding a little bit yeah. and that's all. I, I think you say it's it's throwaway. I think they they tried to make a movie that that follows the three act structure, and I think honestly I would have enjoyed a more throwaway film. I think like, like the meaning like, of life doesn't try to 
Yeah, yeah, you know right. what I mean? It just goes uh, sketch, sketch, sketch. Yeah, or they yeah. could have tied it together or they uh, like a little tighter at the end. I do feel like the last chunk of it starts to feel like I'm not I wasn't even really sure what was motivating like characters as much, you know, like it didn't feel like the energy kind of uh uh maintained necessarily cuz I did think the first half of this movie is fucking hilarious i love so funny well and then i also find that they always have the challenges they did in the show but the show doesn't try to make a cohesive arc um of scott thompson which i think is awesome especially for the time that is punk rock and we need you know fighting for gay rights to this day of course because there's regressive shit popping off but scott thompson because he's loud and proud gay would be like, most of my sketches are going to be about gayness, homophobia, and straight hypocrisy. And that's mostly what I'm going to write about. Fuck you if you think it's too one note. (laughs) And I like that, but I will say, so there just has to be a B-plot about a guy who's in the closet, but he's secretly gay. has nothing to do with the pill. Like, they just have to weave in (laughs) sketches for Scott to write, you know? And and so it's serving many masters because they're like a boy band with different tastes. That's their appeal in part. They kind of try to justify it with one of the best lines like, he also by takes Dave Foley, where he's like, uh, when he trades, like, I'm going to give you a prescription for this uh, this pill. I'm your psychiatrist, and you're clearly closeted gay. Uh, he's like, well, will this will I still be in denial? And then Dave Foley goes, no, it is to be hoped that you'll just be gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I, I love. I love the, uh, my mom lost it for yeah. Uh, which brings in something I want to talk about uh, the opening, the first beat of that, where it's just a tense thing of the of him being like, I'm going upstairs, kids and masturbating <laughs> to gay porn. But he's looking over his shoulder. He's all sweaty and scared. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his kids to know it's closer. It's closer. He's like orgasming. His wife's getting home. He's got to clean up fast because the wife's getting home. <laughs> he cuts downstairs. Mm-hmm. Where's your father, kids? He's upstairs masturbating to gay porn. <laughs> Again? Again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, super good. I, I did really appreciate, and, and it's not surprising knowing Kids in the Hall, but I, I enjoyed that the the pill, when he takes the pill, the fix for him is mm-hmm. being gay. It's it's yeah. accepting that he is gay. That is him being happy and like that that's his level of normalcy is like coming out of denial. Because right. for 1996... Yeah. Like even like sitcoms were doing gay panic stuff constantly. Like there was no, right. you know, saying something was gay was was still like in the vogue of like, you know, everyone saying something sucked or was bad or whatever. So culturally, I wonder, like kids in the hall fans would have watched this movie and gotten it for sure. Obviously, they're watching buddy sketches. They're watching anything. Yeah. My God, I couldn't believe when I saw on Comedy Central on TV the Fago sketch that Scott does. <laughs> it's a monologue yeah. where he's just running at camera across the nation. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Outrageous. And, and 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 the movie treats it like no big deal. It's it's bad for him to be in the closet. It's it's, you know, his regular happy life will be him being gay and out and his family loves him for it. And like society at large, he has a musical number where it's like he just needs like, to chill yeah. out about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I'm trying to think like what else in that era in that year would have come out and had a similar message about mm-hmm homosexuality like i i struggled to I think, think probably of... only stuff written by queer people you know yeah, what i mean that's yeah. the uh, otherwise it's not authentic. yeah and it's surprisingly nuanced i mean not only just from a comedic perspective where they're like weaving sketches into sketches and in that like you mentioned michael um the mr show way mm-hmm. like i love how there's two beats in the movie of at some point someone opens the door and just <laughs> a gay orgy piles out and like scatter like cockroaches <laughs> like they're running away and it's like the first one he's in denial of it and the second one he's just like yeah we were just fucking in there you know like <laughs> yeah. this is great he's like it's, and all it's yours. just like yeah, and it's like it's almost like they know when they're writing it that they're like, this is a stupid thing to do to give it kind of closure. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny to us just because it's like we're doing like it's the stupidest scene in the world. Yeah. Well, his um, memory, and I love that. His best memory is joining the army and oh there God. being enough gay guys there that he got to be himself. 
Right. Uh, and, you know, before he came back to his family and there's and just that, this sergeant who's like, here's the play in private. You're going to go over there and fuck them. We'll stay here and masturbate. <laughs> yeah, like, Hi, sir. They yeah. fucked their way through a war, apparently. That's right. I, uh, dude, that had and then he runs and he's got the missing. Uh, he's got like the assless, uh, army, assless army pants. Yeah, I fucking started cackling at that mm-hmm. moment that. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> I think yeah. the one that gets... push-ups all day, you and yeah, me, yeah, yeah. big muscle, smiling, hard muscle, hard muscle, and then they're getting closer and closer. Ah, boy, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So that brings up the other thing I definitely don't want to miss is that, uh, and I wonder what Abe's thoughts are on the actual filmmaking, but because I think of like even Key and Peel, they just do cool transparent filmmaking. Like, it's high quality, it's polished, it's clear. But I feel like Kids in the Hall are the most, other than maybe Monty Python, they, like, want the film to be filmed interestingly. And I, you never get that from comedians. I noticed there's diopter shots in this, which I know Abe thinks are tacky, yeah. but also mm-hmm. argues that That's they're fine. more into gear and they're renting more shit than your average sketch comedians, right? Like, well, do you find that there's To me, mil- it's not about the gear. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, you, I'm glad you mentioned Monty Python because Monty Python is, to me, a, like a kind of like what we would argue is like the auteur kind of, or auteur kind of like, um, like you got Gilliam and he's like trying right. to do his own thing. He's using film as a medium. unique shots, right. trying to play with the format. That's why the animation stuff comes in. And this kind of has that. There's editing jokes is, and whatnot. What I love about Kids in the Hall is they really were one of the first ones to be like, like, look at like um, in that Scott Thompson uh, when he like kind of finally says, I'm gay. And then everyone follows him and it becomes a musical. It becomes like a West Side story. <laughs> and they have the crane shot and all this stuff like Kids in the Hall really do want to do genre parodies and they want to take something we've all seen before and play with the lexicon. That's not as true with other, like at this point in like mm-hmm. 1996, I mm-hmm. wouldn't argue that that's a, like Monty Python didn't really care about that. That's not that. the thing. Yeah. Like the state is not. Yeah. Right yeah well, I mean, right. Yeah. And like, think about the effort involved in not even a joke, really. I guess it's a light visual gag, but the first time, uh, the Scott Thompson old woman takes the brain candy, we take a shot that follows the pill yeah. down her throat and goes inside her guts, <laughs> like that there. Three Kings sepsis shot. And there's dentures in there. in there, which is funny. But you know what I mean? Like uh, that's that's yeah, more that's effort way more than effort I think a sketch a... comedian would usually put in. They built a absolutely. Story. Yeah, you look at SNL, you look at Second City at the time. <laughs> oh, also one of my favorite lines. No, Chris, I don't think I will fuck Stummies. <laughs> Stummies is such a great product name. Stummies is the drug that like propelled them. To is success. that? It's clearly just like. It, is that also the shit. first like Lorne Michaels impression? Right, it's obviously yeah. a Lauren Michaels impression. Um, Mark, I think, did that guy on the show, but he's always been a Lauren. He's like my businessman character is a Lauren yeah. Michaels impression, which is, yeah. I, I think, because Austin Powers came out after this, right? So is that like yes. the first like ninety-seven? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's why I mentioned the Mister Show thing because Mister Show premiered in ninety-five, but they would have already written this. I don't know. It's interesting. So that's what I mean. Like they're on the cutting edge of comedy technology, if that's even a sensible thing to say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do think they tried to push me. Yeah, and in fact, more than any other troupe, the theater kid in me appreciates. Which is, it's funny because I just mentioned they do film stuff, but on the show, like I remember the one where Mark is an alley cat and he does a monologue about what it's like to live as Mm. an alley cat. Like they also did stuff that would just be like experimental bullshit theater stuff you would see on campus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that they have those <clears throat> instincts. The, the filmmaking stuff uh, isn't, and that they lust to play fifty <laughs> characters. Like I think the that's filmmaking cool. stuff doesn't surprise me, just because I mean, like the sh- that was in the show, right? Like they did the pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, some of the best stuff they ever did was the pre-recorded, uh, like artsy sort of shit. Like, like you said, the sausages thing. Yeah. Uh, or my pen or whatever. Like, uh, yeah. so yeah, it it, it felt. It felt like the kids in the hall to me. It didn't feel like they were even necessarily taking a big swing, like to to no do this. Yeah, yeah. It, because that like it, it is in their like DNA to be like very. They're both like what I love about them is they're like lean, they're light, they're like jump around kind of in that Mister Show way we've been calling it. But at the same time, like 
the filmmaking mm. is solid. Like it's trying to do something every time. Sometimes it's just a two shot of like the, the cops and it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but then the next time it's like you said, <laughs> <laughs> don't run sir it's okay <laughs> we always win oh my god the cops are probably my favorite characters overall the canon because they are in the show as well yeah are yeah they- just oh yeah well it's not yeah it's from the show not the movie but the one where kevin mcdonald keeps going like pig's uh, coming through i'm a pig i killed your husband anyway because i'm a piece of shit uh, man pig's coming is, through where'd you, where'd you get a goose on a cop salary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a goose. And, and this one, on the line that's salary. great is to me <laughs> the that <laughs> they're like, you see that uh, you see the uh, that TV show? Oh yeah, the thing about toast fucking a new thing where you get fucked or you fuck toast. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. oh, must, <laughs> no, it's not it. Must have been a <laughs> no, dream. No, I saw yeah, something exactly. else. I just love those guys. Are, mm-hmm. are the cops the only kids in the hall cameo? Um, I don't. Th- yeah, yeah. No. Like character crossover? Well, technically. Potentially, because you the expect towel guy. that's that is interesting. They, they, uh, Bellini, but that's more yeah, of a reference to Easter egg than a, but they give you no, um, like it's interesting that yeah. Buddy Guy, is that his right. name? But you yeah. know, the, the recurring Scott Thompson dude, the dishes gossip, yeah. nor Cabbage Head, nor. Uh, chicken lady they know there's like no, there's no yeah, main, they don't play yeah. the hits so to speak yeah which is so yeah, well, punk I mean, and alt unless yeah. they just weren't contractually i think it just comes to, down to know. they don't they're like though they, they had their fun with those you know it's not about service well also as you said it came towards the end of the group's life sort of like a uh you know what the Beatles, the last Beatles one, where they're like, "We don't really want to be here, but we're still talented, so it comes out." Yeah, of they were already. <laughs> we don't like up, each right? other right as, now. As a group, I think they'd already separated. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh... And they're friendly now, but I, but they've been various yeah. components have been enemies. I did. At various it times. is funny. It's I did. I did wonder nice. when uh, yeah. when Dave Foley is. He's like, I'm just a guy, <laughs> and and they like. Yeah. It's like the rest of the yeah. crew in one shot, and it cuts to him. I was like, that feels almost pointed, like. Yeah, you're you're over there, and you're we're over, over there. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I think that joke got yeah. me the most yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, Not now, yeah. but for the some Queen reason, Queen of England that makes me an up. appearance. Yeah, she approves Approving all drugs. I, yeah, that's I, did, a I did want to say that was interesting. I, yeah. Okay, maybe. But she's returned. Maybe that's a. Br- oh yeah, of course she's a kids in the hall. But yeah, um, yeah. I did think it was funny that uh, it's obviously shot in Toronto. Uh, uh, there's uh the Queen of England mm. approves the drug, so I was like, is this a Canadian? Are we are we saying this is in Canada? But then there's the it's seventy two degrees in your head every day line, and I was like, no, right, we don't use <laughs> all uh, the time. Uh, yeah. Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit. I so, didn't even think of Fahrenheit. that as an American. Yeah, yeah. So, so are they trying maybe. to localize it for most, American most audiences? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume that's maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they but said they're it was presenting like a false 18 Canada. degrees, I think people would have been a little confused just in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's we still have that yeah. problem today, even though most of the world uses the other <laughs> system. It's just how our movies work. I am a Fahrenheit right. fan, I have to admit. Oh, sorry. Going no. back. Oh, go ahead. I'm No, I was just going to say I'm realizing going back to the how grounded is it? How grounded does it want to be? Is it pulling that off thing? I think it's the exact ratio that South Park episodes are where it's completely disposable all the time. But at the end, (laughs) they just explicitly say the message and they're hoping that the message still lands, even though it's been completely disposable the whole time. And I'll sort of soften my position because I will say I hate that (laughs) South Park does that. I think it's a poor structure. So I kind of have to admit it about that because it is Kevin McDonald at the end just goes, you know what I learned? Yeah. That ending. And it's like two cents. It didn't feel that successful to me. That's. Uh, uh, yeah, his name's yeah. Chris Cooper, I do think which is that's the part where I got a little. Uh, uh, I sort of, I dropped off ever so slightly. Just that that chunk of 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 the movie where it's like Marv has his memory of peeing in the coffee, and then and then mm-hmm. Don the the boss is like his his favorite memory Skid is coffee. drinking the coffee, yeah. and then oh that really? Was my biggest laugh I, this I didn't. Time. I that's thought like that was my least favorite bit. gag, which yeah. is weird. Don't I, like that I, I don't know why. I just was like. It felt disconnected that from so funny. something to me, but I, I, I maybe I'm today. just maybe I just yeah. was like uh, sleepy. Well, by the I just time like I got that it's his happiest memory. 
His happiest. That's the concept. It's not <laughs> it's his like childhood good coffee wedding. today. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Fair I also, okay. just one time he had good funny. coffee, and secretly I it implies think, that he just like, loves piss. I, and he I'm doesn't kind know of in that agreement with Ryan, just because that, like that chunk where basically once he act three, where he basically goes, "Oh my god." Uh, the the pill is doing this stuff. Yeah, that whole stuff. Then the we get like bad, fewer jokes, yeah. and they really do follow like a you know some a through line that is more of like let's solve this in a real way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got but mm-hmm. so the joke ratio is less, and that's why I was a little I was I'm in agreement with you. But what uh. a climax! Grab a guy by the balls and spit a pill into his mouth. Yes, please. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and shot well. Also, I love speaking of the pissed of Bruce as a lady scientist, just the delivery looking this through a microscope. This is great. Yeah. This <laughs> is great. So This year, you're right that I can't no, do Bruce McCulloch can. deliveries. His, They're incredibly uh, he, unique. Yeah. <laughs> If this is a pill that gives us <laughs> his, his business and douchebag is the best, though. Like, yeah, to me, that's that's his favorite. That's his, my favorite. his marketing guy is so fucking funny. He's in this so movie. fucking funny. He's just such a piece of shit. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. and, and his rocker, his rocker I think, dude. I I got a message. It's about drugs. Is it weed? The whole crowd in unison. No, it's not weed. Is it hashish? Not even hashish. Yeah. The long horse tranquilizers. Horse tranquilizers where everyone's like cycling through. Uh, that yeah, yeah. cracked me up. I did think uh, it was funny. And this is just like a throwaway thing. But it's funny that that stuff did kind of date the movie that they're at like an alt rock <laughs> like yeah. very 1996 grunge, like grunge metal, concert yeah. even just the overall kind That's of tone true. of like people kind of wallowing in that specific kind of unhappiness felt yeah, very 90s like, you know like that it's like watching buffy the vampire slayer when they do like you know like musical yeah. guests and it's like six pence and then the richer <laughs> or something yeah yeah like that I, I was trying to think, could you do this? Like, what what would be the tone of this if you made this now? And I feel like it would have to be very, very different in terms of like... Well, it would be a period piece, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Like, yeah, the 90s is now a history period. But like, if you made that now, the the unhappiness would feel, I don't I don't know, different. Like, the... like. Right. People who are sad now are sad in a in a different kind of way, I feel like. Or like the Oh, well, at this time we were constantly making jokes about how Gen X is sad yeah. just because for no reason. Yeah. So like the Simpsons joke, are that sucks. Are you being ironic? I don't Dude, even know anymore. The like Daria, I think there was a cl- yeah. there was the trope yeah. of kids today are sad and it's just to be a personality yeah. affect. Today, I think if you're presenting like kids today are sad, it's like yeah, no yeah, shit because of all the horrible things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. I was thinking about. I, I was literally that scene of the I don't even know anymore, man. Like that went through my yeah. head as I was watching it, and and yeah, it is funny. I think like it'd be harder to almost like find the humor in that now a little bit. Like right. Everybody yeah. is. Yeah, it's harder sad. to navigate because it's like a more serious problem. Yeah, you know? yeah, and you it's hard to be serious and be funny. A little bit. Well, that James Acaster bit that we always cite sets the template. Oh yeah, that's a great bit. Yeah, people can look it up. Um, <laughs> I also want when I'm as long as I'm like stumping for this being ahead of its time. The other thing I really struck me like a bolt of lightning on this watch was I didn't really care for it, but that happiness pie song where they actually end up showing a giant pie and the surface turns out to be just brown water and the smiling cops goes by firing wildly <laughs> into the air and they cast a bunch of extras that are clearly just random weird yeah, looking it's people like they a found. 60s music video. And they green screen them and go, anyway, seemed so much like a Tim yeah. and Eric segment. Like Tim and Eric, great show, good job specifically, that I was like, I don't know, just props for being ahead of your time. You've hit so many vibes. Like, you nail the Mr. Show vibe. You nail also the Tim and Eric vibe. I do think Kids in the Hall are super seminal. Like, there's new sketch movements that obviously owe stuff to them. Like, I think the, uh, like, Bruce McCullough, I like to think that, like, uh, uh, Tim Robinson loves Bruce McCullough, or they would get along. (laughs) I feel like that character-driven energy is there, and that Kids in the Hall is part of that conversation. Bruce McCullough Uh, is so funny because there's something about him where he's so funny, but the way that he approaches characters and comedy reminds me of, and this is going to sound so stupid, but 
an unfunny person trying to be funny because he's always like That's, making faces yep. or like talking in a goofy voice though. or like yeah, sticking his yeah. tongue funny out. Or, voice. Yeah, he's yeah. just like. Which, by the way, is Tim Heidegger's current bit. He goes out as an unfunny stand-up, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like his his physicality is so just like goofy and like what like a kid would do if they were trying to be funny. <laughs> but he is so funny. Uh, he like pulls it off and uh, yeah, he's, he was like a standout in the movie for sure. And of course, one of his standout characters is Gavin, the eight year old kid who asks a lot of questions. (laughs) I love those sketches. How much would my, how much would a butcher buy my head for if it was meat? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll keep it. (laughs) I'm in the middle of a big bike race. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just because we'll never get to talk about kids in the hall again. The other one that always got me so good and it's so short is the guy talking to camera from POV going like, you assembled the chair wrong, Einstein. You got to do the hoop <laughs> under the leg. Now you're going to have to take it all apart, Einstein. And yeah. it cuts to literally Albert Einstein. And he goes, <laughs> don't listen to him. You are a great physicist. <laughs> like It's just a chair. It's so funny to me that when we inevitably talk about... Uh, Favorite sketches. Favorite sketches. Yeah. We never mention the greatest hits with kids in the hall. It's never "I'll crush your head" or "The Exterminator" or something like that. No, it's like the weird shit. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. weird shit that is when they're at their best, right? And I think we're all in kind of agreement about Our that. Or we seem to. Is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I do love um, how when they when they talk about dads, though all all their dad stuff. I, uh, the this the one where it's like uh, the dad takes his kid out and yes. they just get drunk in a field and he like tries to fight him and stuff. The coming of age <laughs> yeah, thing is yeah, you're gonna watch me age. drink a yeah. 24 pack yeah, like my dad is. did with me. Yeah, you want to take a swing at your old man? It's like that is the most universal thing in the world to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it's so good. Which which also uh, leads to my favorite joke in the whole movie, which is the clumsy suicide dad yes which is, uh, oh the two two oh hours God, later two yeah. hours later he hit a vital organ or whatever yeah, so i wrote this all down <laughs> holy so it's, shit it is it's a flashback thing. to young kevin the day his dad killed himself because of depression and he says did you clean the whole house while dad was at work today yep clean under the fridge yep how about the gun? Did you give the gun a good cleaning? Yep. And then he like listlessly walks to the door as his briefcase falls open and stuff just falls out. There's an immediate gunshot, a delay, and then he goes, oh, holy God, my foot. Oh, God, that hurts. And he goes again. Oh, my other foot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, two hours later, he was dead. I The way that he reaches out to pet his kid's face with like the back of his yes. head. Yes. He he like gun. Yeah. yeah, and then the, the kid leans into the second one. Oh my god! Yeah. Holy shit! I love that. I love. I'm so glad you noticed that because that little little shot just made me laugh more than almost yeah. anything in that scene. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of stuff that kids in the hall really. I don't know if it's works universally, but it's like my favorite stuff about them. It's like the weirdness they, the affect they give to it. The specificity. It's not just the funny voice. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's. The the kid leaning in is something, I, I I don't know. Like you wouldn't write that into a script. Like that had to have. I mean, maybe you you would, but like it just feels so specific and so like just such a funny little. Note. There are moments that make you feel like they were funny all the time. Yeah. they were funny while they were on set. They were funny when they were working yeah. with the actors. Yeah. Funny meaning like having good ideas for bits that work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's a mix totally. of like okay, the wording of the joke is funny. Like that says a lot about the character or whatever. The personality and the performance is funny, but there's something in between where it's just like, why is your, why are they, like, why is that character perceiving the world in this way? (laughs) That takes it over the top. One of my favorite ones is also Bruce McCullough, where it's the, uh, it's like at the very beginning where you have like, there's a there's a couple fighting and she's like you slept with my you slept with my sister we're done yeah. and she goes say goodbye to this as she puts points down to her vagina and Bruce McCall's mm. response is baby I need it <laughs> I need it I need it yeah they also are a crossover they the drunk pregnant couple that fights in the alley they're that's in right the show. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I just love how it's like it's baby I need it is a funny line regardless <laughs> of who's saying it to that 
kind of setup, but it's like the fact that he's so over the top that he's so like, you feel like he is going to die. Yeah. Like yeah, Ryan said, as a kid doing a thousand percent energy of exactly. like a school play version of it, a guy yeah. who wants yeah. pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <A> baby! <laughs> but you also get the feeling that he said this before. Right. You know, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's uh, a lot of great. And I, well, I was going to say it reminds me of the joy, just a different shade of the joy that we get from the Coen brothers and their intense interest right. in like local dialect or like raising Nuance. Arizona, the yeah. way yeah. people talk in a weird way that is not true to how pe- Arizonans talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me remember, I want to ask Abe, is that not literally the conference room from Hudsucker Proxy? Like the same set? It feels like it. It definitely is the same one from Wrong Guy. Uh, you know, oh. like kids in the hall love board of directors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I thought though. it was the Hudsucker proxy table, but maybe it I'm wrong. But, I feel like that yeah. that building is And smaller. I do like the joke from Mark McKinney as Lord Michaels. Yeah. Hey, are we ever going to get the big table in here? Or do I got to <laughs> yes. chop a tree down myself? And you're looking <laughs> at like the biggest table short. you've ever seen and no one laughs <laughs> and he like looks annoyed that no one laughed. Yeah. <laughs> he he also steals the show. He's he has probably my biggest laugh. Uh he has the Chris. We're having a family bris. My nephew's brissing. We're can about we, to yeah. bris. Can we bris please? I I love the uh can I get you anything? Wine. This is so Dr. Evil. Now that Ryan pointed this it is out. Dr. This yeah. is a Dr. Evil bit. Can I get you anything? Wine, water, tickets to a Lakers game. No, thank you. <laughs> Cheesecake. Double A batteries, flight to Montana. No, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it was land in Montana. Oh, land in Montana. I like double A batteries. She's <laughs> like double A batteries. batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, this is the nerdy shit, Ryan, that me and Mike get up to is we like try to find like the mathematical precision of like when do you deploy the double A batteries? Which is the funniest in the two slot, the seven slot. Yeah, exactly. yeah where's it going? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It has to come a little later in the gag for sure. It can't for be sure. the first couple. Yeah. Uh, well, and that reminds me too. Uh, there's a similar gag in the in the um the pie song where the, mm-hmm. he's just listing off different vocations that can yeah, be happy, yeah. right. and it just goes on and on. And he's talking about like freelance artists and like getting like it's. I think it's that joke of getting ultra specific in a way where you don't yeah. have to. And something about that is always it always lands for me, which all like, the cracked comedy writers do to this day. Yeah. I it's so funny. We did a you know, a, uh, a welcome dinner the night before our wedding. And there were these cards where it's like, you know, wedding advice, always blank, never blank. And the guests mm. fill them out. And all my comedy friends, of course, did jokes as I would want them to do. Every single one did the same joke formula, which was to do something weirdly specific, like always clean your towel. Never forget that I told you to clean your towel all the way down the line. <laughs> and then someone but- else's would be like, always climb Mount Kilimanjaro all the way down the line. So I was like, Man, I really think the kids in the hall taught a generation of comedy writers <laughs> that randomly cleaving to a weirdly specific detail is funny. Yes. Yeah. And I specificity is yeah. just funny. That it's it's just how it is. Yeah. Getting it too is. specific it is about something it's, is yeah. is a is a tried and true Right, uh, like, formula. as for Dr. Cooper, they say he joined a KISS cover band and rocks three nights a week at some chicken place. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. brilliantly written that it's very specific, KISS cover band, but it's just some chicken place. He doesn't have the details on that. That <laughs> makes that, that funny. That, yeah. yeah, That makes that funny. That's right. <laughs> and it's interesting is that, the, or not interesting, I guess all great comedians do this, is that they do the other, what I would say um, is the other side of um defense of comedy which is to say that it's just a it's purely just a con- conceptual joke that is funny like yeah. it has nothing to do with the order of things yeah like the ta- uh, the uh reoccurring character the uh the narrator the taxi caddy um yeah. where he's just going off on how the drug is made of monkey cum and, like, <laughs> may i read the quote Sorry, yeah. just, yes, uh... they, they make them jack off yeah. yeah. Uh, well, say your message about it while I find the line because I know I read it. Wrote yeah, it yeah. Down. What but do you think of that guy? Of the line that Michael's going to read very mm. eloquently, uh, <laughs> the concept is just funny enough. Just the idea of like, what is this drug made of? Yeah. The answer is just funny. It has nothing. It, like the performance is good too, but like if you strip all of that away, 
it has nothing to do with this like joke roulette this mathematical kind of mm-hmm. like how do we form a list he or also does like that, what yeah. i think is interesting is like a politically safe you can't tell what ethnicity it is taxi True. driver that's just like a general foreign <laughs> uh, voice i i just drunk. assumed he was doing like uh, quebecois which which you can uh, make fun uh, of anyway you're allowed to or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's almost triumph the insult comedy dog the drug yeah. it's made from monkey cum you know <laughs> they make them jerk off show them animal porn real kinky stuff two dogs making love to cat or a bat and a pig you know <laughs> Very funny to me. <laughs> a bat fucking they a pig. Boil it or something. <laughs> they boil it or something. <laughs> something yeah, like he doesn't know. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of like what you're saying, where it's like the very specific, mm-hmm. like what the pornography they're showing <laughs> right. to these bat monkeys. And yeah. And unspecific, they boil it or something. Yeah. So I guess I guess they do have a kind of yeah. strategy yeah, for yeah. a lot of their jokes. You're evening it out. The 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 vagary of they boil it or something next to the ultra specific animal porn is like yeah the juxtaposition that's, is very very funny that's very kids in the hall which um, is kind yeah. of in the, in the same wheelhouse of like gags i i also and this is like something that i love so much it like to me the funniest thing and i think like this is a reason why i think you should leave is so so funny is uh i think on that I, i've seen someone call it straight man betrayal which is where there there are no straight men whatsoever like everyone in this world is an idiot and the scene where uh cooper is is on the talk show and he's uh fielding audience questions and And all the audience questions you're hot yeah yeah or like how big is your house scientist and he's like i i live in a small apartment and everyone's like boo yeah like that to me is so funny and and I, I swear to God, I'm not trying to, to toot my own horn or compare myself to kids in the hall, but I made a, a short, a three word phrase uh, animatic. And mm-hmm. in that I have a scene that uh, it was just funny to me is very, very similar where someone is fielding mm-hmm. questions from an audience yeah. and all the questions are a not related to the topic and be very stupid and simplistic and like, <laughs> yeah, like talk show questions yeah. similar to like how big is your house someone asks like how much could this person lift you know like things like that where it's like you <laughs> yeah, just yeah. have an audience full of morons who are not interested the in the topic yeah. at hand and but they're all like also uh in agreement with each other like when she asks if they like her outfit and they right. boo for no reason <laughs> they're all together like they are inexplicably they do not have a brain they no. have a consciousness that is a writer's consciousness it's yes not real yes they are vehicles for jokes and that's it and that mm-hmm. to me is like so so funny i love that mm-hmm. i love that sequence where the old man asks the very childlike question i want to be a scientist like you <laughs> do you have any advice the for old, me? old man yeah <laughs> he's like stay in school yeah yeah <laughs> And it's the old man like is like happy to. to hear it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, good. It's like the, that was when exactly how I wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. just like reminded me of I mean, Arrested Development, the episode where they orchestrate the plot such that there's the rock paper scissors joke at the end is endlessly inspirational to me as a comedy writer. Right. And I thought this approach that the idea just that. The old woman has her worst memory, which is her her grandson floating away on a bunch of balloons. balloons. (laughs) It's shot pretty funny. But the, uh, uh, so she's sobbing uncontrollably as our protagonist kisses his love interest in the foreground. There's an old woman sobbing in the background. It's just funny to like maneuver that shot to happen, I think is very brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but since we are approaching the end, I'm just going to point out the three jokes I liked that I didn't get to shout out yet. No segue. I'm just going for it. Uh, I love when he's trying to whistleblow and tell everyone about the dangers of the pill and the media doesn't come. I'd like to thank the media that did make it college radio weapons and helmets magazine and of course girl beat and there's like a stoner guy an army guy and a little girl seated across from him Um, i like when they trump up the charges to put him away which by the way is the exact plot of hudsucker proxy i wonder if there's something there he's mad with depression you know going mad has happened to so many geniuses oppenheimer schweitzer boxcar willie (laughs) (laughs) genius and then uh, also mckinney taxi driver at the end so what does this story mean 
The only way you will be happy is to know you won't be happy every day. It sounds better in the original Croatian. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so apparently this, he's supposed to be Croatian. I guess he's Croatian, but <laughs> I, guess, I can't yeah, confirm I that. that. To me, he does sound yeah. like a French fur trapper now that Ryan's pointed yeah, that I out. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wonder, I wonder, yeah. Uh, one of the ones that I wrote down that I haven't just because we're doing yeah. joke roulette now. Uh, <laughs> well, there have been a few flipper babies. <laughs> there have, yeah. There are only a few. Kathy, uh, this latte is Luke. Lukewarm? No, Luke Skywalker, you fucking inbred. <laughs> That's so good. And I love that Cooper Bruce laughs Nicole. at that. Like, he's just become <laughs> a total piece of shit by yeah, this point. Yeah. yeah, and I also like that it's also that Bruce McCullough doesn't laugh at it. Like, he's like, no, <laughs> no I was he's being angry. serious and mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, and then he notices that his friend's laughing and he goes, yeah, yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess if we're talking about formula, one of my favorite things uh, is like really something's said very based like in a very basic way so like when when don is announcing the drug and he says uh the drug is going non-prescription which is which is good that's it and like <laughs> everyone it. cheers i love that and then at the end when uh they're the the shitty son of um a patient 957 is like mm -hmm. uh getting the ten thousand dollars and someone just says that's a lot of money how pleasing. how pleasing i don't know yeah. why but how pleasing to me how like it triggers my good. brain to just like yeah. fire off every neuron like, like who is this person yeah. what are they why are they saying like, these words uh it's so good uh i love that yeah it's <laughs> the, little kids, so many... the little kids are just fondling the old lady's breasts <laughs> as she's frozen in place yeah, in her yard and, like, get out of here skirt. kids yeah uh, it's shit. it's it's surreal but it's grounded it's i, I mean it's kids in the hall but man. there's still funny jokes i mean and people who have seen the new amazon season they still got it like there's great sketches in that I right seen and yet. one of the fantastic tie-ins of that series is that it starts with them saying finally in 2022 we made all of our money from brain cancer <laughs> right so now we, <laughs> we're so a, the deal we did with greenlit. satan allows us to come back yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in their great, first sketch they go full nude and show their old full man nude. dicks and jump yeah. up and down I, like very oh, yeah. brave way to come back i love just it. yeah just they're heroes blazing out of they the gates yeah. yeah 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 formative heroes for me for sure yeah. Dave Michael, Coley, this one's good just in monkey bone. <laughs> good in monkey bone. Love monkey bone here. We, we, we love monkey house, bone in this house. We love, That's right. we love monkey bone. Uh, I got one for you, Michael. Uh -huh. Did you notice that one of the uh, floozies slash groupies of Dr. Chris Cooper, when he's at the height of success, he sleeps with two women? Uh, and do you notice that one of them is the actress that plays Esri Dax from Deep Space Nine? <gasps> I did not. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. Nicole I skip DeBoer, Esri I episodes because I miss Jadzia, but I, yeah, I'll have to check that. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, I believe you, but wow. No, no, I check. I checked on IMDb yeah. and everything because I was like, okay. is that Esri Dex? I don't know. Sorry, Ryan. No, you no, probably don't care. I, I, I vaguely know of what you speak. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah one yeah. of my best acting instructors, who I credit with a lot of whatever acting skill I possess, uh, I spotted in Fargo. She's and I went into class. I'm like, are you the lady in Fargo that says the guy you slept with was kind of funny looking? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Kind that's of so funny cool. looking. Yeah, kind of funny looking. She found the yeah. shemmy. Big nerds. Yeah. Big nerds in this. And when you're area. describing sex with Steve Buscemi, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us. Oh, yeah, this is having fun. me. Um, great. This is the spot where people, again, push social media or projects if they need people to go to stuff. I'll say, if you're unaware of Ryan's hilarious webcomic three-word phrase, that's not what he's currently focused on, but it exists. You could go read it all right now. I will uh, say I'm thinking Is there anything else people more. should check out? Oh, really? Uh, 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 you could go to my Twitter, which is just my name, Ryan Pequin. Uh, no spaces or anything. I, uh, although Twitter is dying, and by the time this comes out, Maybe dead. Uh, X is uh, dying. X, X, my X mistake. Is. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, no, I don't know. Nah, I'm good. J you can read my old web comic. Um, I, I am thinking about making more. Uh, I've been, I've been feeling the. Itch Ooh, lately. yeah. It's uh, like it's always uh, good. I love it here. Every five years, I'll check Perry Bible Fellowship, and there's like four <laughs> new comics. I'm like, yeah, nice, yeah. man. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. He, gets, he, he, he clearly just gets like, you know, Whenever like he, he wakes feels up like it. one right. day and it's just like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe that'll be me. Uh, other than cool. that, nah. Now that's just the power nah. move. It's well, we like you're already fully employed making art. You don't need people to go to a place. That's good, man. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good for one you. Day, <laughs> yeah. One day we hope to be that. That's right. We <laughs> need you to go to a place. So hit up patreon.com slash smallbeans. Uh, you'll right. get access to all kinds of bonus podcasts, including our patron exclusive shows, Star Trek, the next Futurama Spielboys, And what else is exclusive is like razor blade pie, like exclusive? razor blade pie. Yeah. So those ones you don't hear at all, unless you give us three bucks to five bucks a month. <clears throat> uh, I think that's it. Abe. anything from you? Uh, buddy? Yeah. Just if you're listening to this on the 21st of, uh, August, 2023, oh, yeah, sneak peek. uh, that's that that's Patreon only day. This is another reason for you. If you're just listening on a free feed uh, a week or two later, um, here's some things you might, you might see on the Patreon and you might miss if you're just a part of the free feed, uh, including that like razor blade pie, the show that, uh, Michael does, um, on what is it the cat man what's this episode <laughs> it's about harlan ellison short stories this episode will be on Catman, a sci-fi deconstruction of batman as a concept as you that might comes expect. out that comes out on friday uh we got uh escape from the multicurse where we uh dissect the uh, the current fascination that we have in the zeitgeist with multicurses versus uh where we're going to talk about star trek the 2009 version and the how Jabrams. that's a reboot Mm-hmm. And we got more episodes of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours coming up early September. And of course, all the shows that Michael mentioned that are exclusive to the Patreon. So swing on by and enjoy all that delicious content for your earballs. Or go watch Brain Candy, which you cannot mm-hmm. buy at any price, but is available for free on YouTube. <laughs> kind of sad. I'm like, I'm sad Kinda. that like... You can't even pay $3 on Amazon to rent it. They're like, no, 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 it's free. No one wants to see brain candy. Just take yeah. it. Just take it. <laughs> I think there's a Blu-ray you can buy. Yeah, I'm so sure. do that. There's yeah. a way to give them money. Physical buy media, it's coming back. Mm. Coming back, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, I think that's it. So mm-hmm, enjoy mm-hmm. your day, Hold listeners. on to these balloons. Oh!